Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article that first appeared in the In the Cattle Markets newsletter on May 30th of this year, titled The Changing Cost of Cattle Transportation. To discuss this, I'm joined today by Elliot Dennis, who's Assistant Professor and Extension Livestock Economist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Dr. Dennis, it's really been interesting to me to look at what's happened in terms of transportation cost over the last four to five years, uh, seeing the increase in in cost of fuel, but then also the increase of labor, uh, the demand for truck drivers, and how those things have really trickled down and impacted transportation costs for cattle, and I would say for hay and, and other grains. In this article, you highlight how that change has really impacted some of what's taken place in terms of cattle markets. Flush out for us there kind of what's taken place and and how you see that shaping the markets as we move forward. Yeah, as you said, the diesel is one of the primary inputs into cattle transportation. And it, it really becomes when we're talking about, can I move product from A to B? We think about what is that cost of transportation? And in economics, and a lot of the grain trading literature, we call that concept arbitrage. If I can buy it cheaper, plus what the cost of transportation, I could buy it, ship it, and sell it in a different market. And what we know is that over time, is, as arbitrage exists, these prices across space tend to equalize. This is very common when we talk about a lot of grain merchandisers. This is what they do on a daily basis. And really what this article was trying to attempt at showing is that we don't have a lot of information on what is actually the cost of cattle transport. There's a lot of private bids that go out. You can go on different websites, on bidding platforms. And generally, that cost of transportation for cattle will generally be in that 2 to $4.50 per loaded mile. But there's a lot of variability there. Like it could vary by the type of trailer, the distance, the, the number of stops. So we just don't know a lot about it. And so what I ended up doing was trying to say, okay, what information or what data do we actually have? And in the fed cattle market, we have bids for cattle that are delivered either live or dressed on a delivered basis and FOB basis. FOB means meat processing plant pays for the transportation. So once those cattle go across the scale at the feed yard, they take ownership of the animals and delivered would be the feedlot actually has to set up the trucking and deliver them to the processing plant. So we can look at those price differentials for delivered and FOB. And this is a, an approximate uh, measure of what this uh, cost of transportation would be. And if delivered is greater than FOB, then we'd say there's a premium to deliver or the processing plant is willing to pay a premium for cattle to be delivered to them. If it's negative, then we'd say there's times when it's actually the processing plan essentially wants to, to pay for that transportation. So we looked at what this looks like for a five area average for Nebraska, for Iowa, Minnesota area, uh, primarily here in the Northern Plains. So as you look at those numbers, what are some things that jumped out to you as you looked at the difference between the two? Well, really that we would think that if I'm setting up the transportation and I'm delivering the cattle, the the inherent thought would be that 
I should be paid a premium for that. And actually what we found is that there are times, particularly in the last you know, four to five years, uh, was more common in the early 2000s and also between 2016 to 2018, where there were there was actually discounts to deliver cattle yourself. And so th- but so that's the that's the first kind of main comment. The second was that normally this price for live and dressed on, on a per hundredweight basis would would pretty much stay the same. And and what we found actually is that over the last 18 months, these prices have diverged. Uh, as in they used to track each other pretty well. And now they've they've basically gone in opposite directions. The price or the premium to deliver cattle to the processing plant on a live weight basis has gone up. It's become more positive to about, you know, $3, $3.25 per hundredweight. Whereas the dress or the discount actually to deliver cattle on a dress basis has actually gone down. It's about a little less than, it's about 25 cents to 50 cents, but it's been as low as, you know, a $2 discount to actually deliver cattle on a dress basis to processing plants. This is a pretty, pretty significant deviation. We have not seen this large of a deviation ever since we have the data since 2002. So there's, what this really shows is that there's a structural change happening within the processing plant. And we think it's reflective of just the underlying issues that we've been facing in, in the cattle transportation. So really, I guess to summarize what you just said there, the feed yards now are being paid a premium to deliver the cattle to the plant where before that premium really wasn't in place? On a live weight basis. So if we're delivering, if we're selling cattle on a live weight basis, then there's a premium to deliver cattle. If it's setting up the agreement that we're going to be paid on a dressed weight basis, then there's actually a discount. So what would be driving that? Because that doesn't seem to match up. I think that's what we're, we don't really know what's driving a lot of that. We have uh, some ideas, but we haven't flushed anything out. And really when we say, okay, this is what's driving it, we like to show data, but I think we're puzzled at it right now as well. So as you think about what's happened with the industry and some of the changes that have occurred, what would be some of the factors that might be influencing this? We think about, uh, I mean, a big, a big part of this is their seasonality, their seasonality in transportation. And we, we know this, if there's a lot of truckers out there, then, uh, you know, that premium is going to be is essentially less. If there's fewer truckers, then we tend to see a larger premium for, for producers, some of that's going to be driven by regions, you know, just different regions have different preferences and packers within those regions have different preferences. But, you know, there's a lot of, of these other factors that are really non-monetary, such as people don't want to do the long hauls anymore. They want to be home uh, in the evening. So they don't want to do multi-day hauls. That's impacting it. There's a smaller population of people who actually want to truck. And the, the last thing that we think is one of the primary drivers is this electronic log devices mandate that really started in, in 2017 and um, has started to change the industry up until, well, I mean, in some states, it's still current, but agriculture has received basically an exemption to this, uh, to this mandate. But uh, there are some states, including Texas and Canada, which are experiencing increased 
uh, regulation on anim animal handling. So all of these we would expect would increase the cost of transportation. And so those are some of the non-monetary drivers that are out there. But this is uh, when we talk about the, the cost to get the animals to the processing plant, this is not an insignificant amount. If we're talking about, let's say, a $5 per hundred weight to deliver, let's say, a 1,500-pound steer, that's worth about $70, $75 a head just in transportation. And so when we're thinking about, you know, profitability, and, and let's say profitability, you know, is generally plus or minus $50 uh, a head. We're talking about a lot of that, you know, that profit could essentially be eaten up by a bad uh, decision on transportation. Yeah, I think that's really significant as I was looking at your numbers here. And that's what jumped out to me as well, as we start to look at the transportation cost per head. And we think about the margins that often we see cattle feeders try to lock in. Uh, in this case, the transportation costs are actually, in some cases, greater than the margin that they would potentially have in terms of profitability. Yep. And I think this kind of goes to the, the business side of we can feed cattle great. We can even choose a correct marketing window but there's these all of these small little details, and one of these details that we're, as you pointed out, Aaron, that we're highlighting is the way that you choose to deliver uh, and who pays for the transportation can really be the deciding factor on whether we make money on a load of cattle or not. Dr. Dennis, anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today? I'd just like to point out that this is very preliminary. This is using aggregate data. There's a lot of refinements that we could do, so these don't represent you know, a single feed yard or, a, you know, even even within a region in Nebraska, uh, the transportation costs that a single producer might receive. This is just averages. This shows us general trends. But I think it's just telling that there's something that's going on in the industry that's changing and we need to be aware of this. And we start thinking about those factors that we might not have considered. Uh, for instance, we, we've talked about transportation, uh, Another thing that's happening that we haven't experienced in a long time in 20 years is interest rates. So all of these things, these are new, new factors that we don't have historical experience with, or a lot of producers don't have historical experience with. So it's just worth just to pause, reflect, and think about what is our strategy moving forward, given that we haven't faced these types of these issues in the past. Thanks again for joining me today. Yep. Thanks for having me, Aaron. So for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you actually can find this article at the Livestock Market Information Center website. Again, Dr. Elliot Dennis is part of a group who writes for the In the Cattle Markets newsletter, and that newsletter can be found at the Livestock Market Information Center's website.